Welcome to Awake TV. So today is a little bit different subject. The timeline split between you choose 3D Earth or 5D Earth is happening right now. So we'll take longer time to help you guys to make a better choice for yourself. Enjoy. I couldn't figure. Okay. Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, uh, Sue and I are going to talk about abundance. Abundance as a benchmark to your ascension. So um, I was taking a seminar, webinar with my mentor yesterday, uh, Melissa Joy Johnson. And then she was talking about um, we are at the fork in the road. We have to make a choice between um, whether we're choosing the positive timeline, which we choose abundance, freedom, um, love, and uh, um, what else? Joy, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the other timeline, which is all the timeline, the 3D timeline of fear and restriction and the goes to more chaos and everything like just for worse that's not how she exactly described about but it's kind of a difficult to repeat since i only heard webinar in live once so it was a very like inspiring topic and then i thought this is a really important subject for us also to talk about it because um we can use abundance as a benchmark to locate ourselves where we are at on the, of course, like we are asked to make a choice. So whether we're gonna go into the abundance, love, uh, 5D timeline or sticking to fear and competition and all that kind of you know, stuff we are used to as a 3D matrix. Um, I felt like this is a good idea to talk about it. So um, especially like money, when we think of money, the definition of money by itself, we can kind of like um, use as a benchmark to see where we are at. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, I do see money as a freedom. So more you have, more freedom you have so means if you happen to experiencing certain uncomfortable situation when you are like wealthy you're gonna say fuck you and get out of this restrictive place you are at and you can move to somewhere with more of the freedom so mm. or let's say if you don't really have to answer for anyone. More you have, more freedom you have. That's how I see other money. I don't really see money as the um, something like evil or anything like, not at all. But um, it's a tool for me to get the freedom. So more is merrier. So, um, when you have, I'm not talking about you, but when you guys are having a certain point of view toward the money, and that is a part of the abundance. And then when you have legit idea toward it, that may be blocking you from um, releasing certain vibrations and then moving toward a new timeline. So that may be a good idea to use as a measuring stick to see where am I at? Because a lot of people do have a fear toward the money, like money is something it's gonna destroy you or if you don't have enough, you are, that's it. Mm. Or something like uh, you have to be fearful about or something you have to sacrifice yourself for in order to survive. And depends on your situation where you are at, 
you can also analyze where you are at, like in this positive timeline or negative timeline by looking at what kind of um, environment you are surrounded by money. Is this gonna be used against as a weapon to you or you will rise above that, find a way to, in, in a way, nullify, find some way to see, instead of being slaved by money or money is being your master, you're being the master of money. So what is your point of view about abundance? So you have a bunch of different kind of thought about this. Yeah. Well, I think money, you know, it, if we're gonna talk about money, um with regard to abundance i think money like anything else is energy i'm not the first to say it obviously but um so when we want to when we talk about getting into the flow of abundance the energy of it um as you said erica our belief about money is the first thing that needs to be examined because we can't get into a positive flow of money if we have this root belief that money uh, you know, like if you want to go biblical and say money is the root of all evil, if that's something you believe, then you're never going to get into the flow of money because it deep down inside your belief system says, but money's bad. So like it's, it's, it's maybe this conflict with your ego saying, um, and your subconscious self, you know, your subconscious self goes, oh, geez, you know, uh, I, I can't have too much money or that means I'm a bad person if that's your belief system and then your ego is going but why can't I get money you know why am I always broke and so there's this conflict going on of the energy so I say examine the belief system first um, myself uh, the best suggestion I can give is I find and I see in my lifetime many many examples of people with lots of money that did really really benevolent things not only did they live well and they didn't apologize for living well they didn't in other words they didn't feel guilty for having the money but then as their abundance overflowed they were so happy to give it out to other people creating foundations doing lots of good works in the world um you know, the, the people that silently donate lots of money to things like St. Jude's Children's Hospital for Cancer, for example. I mean, they have a lot of um, unrecognized donors because that money is given uh, without wanting credit for it. Yeah. And so in other words, they're giving the money because they have abundance of it and they're giving it away, because, and but they don't want recognition for it. So to me, that's the kind of energy we're trying to tap into which is um it flows freely in and i freely give it back out again and i think it was last week or the week before where i was talking about um simple situations like when you're sitting at a restaurant and and then it's time to give the the server a tip you know and i was saying how i i over tip often because um you know pretty much all the time um and it feels really really good because what i'm doing is i'm giving my energy of appreciation to the person that just waited on me and took the time to explain things to me and kept refilling my coffee, whatever it is, just the fact that they're there, you know, here's another human being who's doing a service to me. I want to do something nice for them too. Um, for me, and I can only speak for myself, that's how I feel flow. Um, if I go to buy something in the grocery store and I, I used to be on a very tight budget for a very long time. You know, we, we live, we used to live paycheck to paycheck, you know, so I got very uh, price comparison, very frugal. You know, you and I talked about this term frugal. And what I learned is that if I tell myself I can't afford the one I really want, then I'm, 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 congesting the energy i'm keeping myself stuck in that feeling of oh i have to be frugal because i don't have enough money or i may not have enough money do i really have enough money i always did all my life i always did even when i was at my poorest you know what you would call my poorest i always had everything we ever needed and we made things work but in order to shift from 
that paycheck to paycheck and I have to be very careful with my money and that sort of thing. I had to get used to um, buying the better item or the item that I thought in my opinion was the more desirable one and saying to myself, I'm worth it. You know, my family's worth it. I want to feed them this food. I don't want to buy that just because it's cheaper. No, this one is obviously better quality. I'm going to buy this. And so um, as I started doing that over time, I started realizing that um, the less I paid attention to the minute details and trying to be so frugal, the more money we kept finding ourselves having. I'd get done doing my bills for the month and I'd go, oh, wow, you know, we're doing really pretty good. And um, I don't think it was because we efforted more. We always did well at our jobs, you know, as far as performance goes. I think it was this change of attitude toward it. And the other thing I want to mention um, very quickly is um, when you're paying your bills or you're paying for a service or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, don't think about, um, oh my gosh, look at all this money that I have to spend. You know, instead I, I approach it with gratitude. Like, wow, look at how much money we have. You know, I can afford this and I can, you know, I'm paid my cable bill. I paid, I can buy my groceries. I paid my mortgage on and on, you know, whatever your bills are, try to find gratitude because I think that, again, brings us into the energy we want to be in, which is we're at ease with money. We're not having a battle with money. We're not having this um, strife and resistance to allowing it to come in. So like a lot of what I'm talking about is esoteric, and I get that. Um, and sometimes it's hard to conceptualize, but start small with the little things, you know, um, allow yourself to start uh, buying the better quality grocery item, for example. And as you get more comfortable doing that, then just keep going with it. And you'll start to realize over time that, wow, you really do have all the abundance you need and it, and it keeps coming in. Um, I think that's how it works. And I, I mean, I can't give you some quantum physics explanation as to why that is. I just know that through my own experience of all these years have been going from very poor, uh, what people would consider poor in life to being really comfortable and, and happy about it. And then the gratitude that goes with that, you know, and um, lastly, I'll just say that um, anytime that I've ever felt really disappointed or angry or frustrated with my lot in life, um, I've always been shown an example of somebody who has it really difficult. And I went, oh, okay, right. I'm not doing badly at all. You know, I've got nothing to feel sorry about. I I'm actually feeling very grateful for my life because I've just been shown an example of somebody that's had it a lot worse than me or is struggling much more than I ever was. And, you know, I mean, we could think of images of, you know, like ch children starving in some part of the country where crops don't grow and, you know, there's shortages of food, or maybe they have a very domineering government and um, that's the reality that they live in. And I say to myself, I've never had to go through that. So I'm actually doing pretty good. And it helps me to have that gratitude for everything that I do have. Um, any thoughts on that or... Yeah, the uh, Japanese uh, Warren Buffett, uh, Wahei Takeda, was talking about it is very important to say thank you. So uh, thank you in Japanese is arigato. So she, he was telling, uh, say 2,000 arigato a day. You don't have to feel it what's for. So I tried it for eight months. I couldn't do it for a whole year. But he was saying, once you set it and then you do it 2000 times a day for whole year, um, he was saying your vibration changes. And then when you, when you receive, let's say huge amount of money, this is like God is asking you, how are you going to use this amount of money for embetterment for other people? Not just you, not just only you, 
but how can you use it? So more you are receiving it, you are being tested because it's a tool. And then you are kind of parking the money in your pond to figure out how you can use it for better for all. So that is his teaching. And then he was saying like, the more you feel appreciation, you will feel, um, you will get, he didn't exactly say you will become more wealthy, but basically that's how he figured out about it. And then he's always smiling and he's always joyful and he's always loving. And that's his basic attitude. So we just talked about money, but the uh, um, you also wanted to introduce as a part of the abundance as well. And then uh, as far as, as the uh, frequency goes, the love frequency and the money frequency, believe it or not, is the same frequency. So when um, people don't feel you are not worthy, in love or whatever in general then mm -hmm. when you ask yourself you your worthiness toward the money is pretty much the same when it goes to love or other things yeah. so um let's move on to the abundance subject um outside of money as well so maybe uh, we can delve into it better in this um how can we choose a better timeline when we are asking has to choose one or another. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, so abundance, when I think of abundance, I actually don't think of money right away. I think of um, my health, uh, love, as you said, in my relationships, and uh, not necessarily, you know, my marriage, but um, all my relationships, my friends, my neighbors, um, people that I interact with, even just somebody you're meeting at, at the store or the grocery store, you know, um, those are relationships too, albeit very short ones, but um, how are we conducting ourselves every day? And I think the golden rule is it, you know, it's, it's in the Bible, it's in uh, the Torah, the Quran, all, you know, you, you really need to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And um, because that comes back that comes back to us. Um, and it may not be right away, but even it's just the feeling that, get, that we get when we are being kind or generous or considerate. Um, if somebody does something or has an accident or something like that, if, we, if our reaction to that situation is compassion instead of anger, we just walk away from that whole thing feeling a lot better about it, in other words. Um, so that's energetic, okay? So as you said, the vibration of money um, is is really the same kind of vibration as love. Uh, it's it's in a similar frequency. Um, if you're being loving or you're loving yourself and you find yourself worthy um, to be loved, then you're actually going to attract more and more of financial abundance to you because you're in that vibration. Um, so, you know, I've often said um, that my worth in this world, I feel that I, uh, you know, just personally, I feel very accomplished because I have a lot of love in my life. And if that was all I had, you know, if, for example, if I lived in a shack somewhere, as long as I was warm, I hate being cold, but, um, you know, that would be okay. It would be enough for me. So there's a gratitude and energy in that. Um, that's my biggest accomplishment. Um, and I think once we can let go of a demand on something like, well, I have to have this in my life, whether it's money or objects or 50 friends versus two good ones. Um, if we can let go of some of those uh, demands on what abundance looks like and start really taking inventory of the abundance that already exists, then that opens the door energetically to more of it to come. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, because the uh, vibration of the uh, abundance is also freedom and then definitely a freedom. So when we are feeling fear, that is definitely not the freedom. So when we are choosing the timeline, which is the five D ones, um, it's very important for us to ask ourselves, whatever the stuff we are doing, not to just, you know, anything to do with money, but money is a good um, benchmark to feel the emotion because a lot of people do have a bunch of feelings and emotions while well, money compared to other things. But um, when we look at it and then when we are experiencing the certain things, then do we feel fear toward it or do we feel love toward it? And then depends on that, we can make a better choice. Not the mind-centered choice, but heart-centered choice. Yes, like my mentor was talking about heart-centered life versus, um, she didn't really uh, specify it, but like five, five, yeah, 5D life was more like heart-centered life. So definitely, you know, according to me, it's not the mind-centered mind life because mind is always like, a, you know, dog tasting his, his tails. You keep on like chasing your tails and then you are not going to get anywhere close to even the crystal clear clarity because you're going to get into other argument or other thought and then you're going to get more confused. That's my observation toward mind. He has like a slippery slope when you're when you let your thoughts run rampant um, and you just you're like a dog with a bone. You just can't get off a certain topic. And so your mind just expands more and more and it it's confusing and then you can get lost in it. It's kind of like when you try to take a handful of sand and hold on to it and it just slips through your fingers, you, you're no closer to getting the answer through the mind. But when we start opening our heart and um, listening and finding the kind of, you know, living life in a way where our heart is happy more than our mind, you know, because as a kid, I was always told abundance had to do with, um, how much stuff you had or how much money you had in your bank account. And, I, and it, as I've gone through life, I've realized that it just, my heart is never as happy as when um, I'm, I'm like actually having good interactions with people and uh, enjoying my time. I'm able to stay in my own moment point without going to the past or the future. And I'm just, and I'm not afraid, like you said, fear just destroys that heart uh space the energy of it it just shuts it down because fear is it is a mind thing if we let our mind go too far that's where the fears start coming in and then it's it's just like the endless cycle like you said you can just keep going deeper and deeper into it and then before you know it you're in a panic um yeah have you noticed have you noticed uh and i'm just talking about america now but how many people are diagnosed with anxiety disorder, panic disorder, all these kind of things. That was something I never heard of when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, in my 52 years, which is not a very long time, it's become almost a uh, commonplace where, you know, you hear people all around you talking about, well, I had an anxiety attack or I have anxiety disorder. Or, I take this pill or that pill. And what is everybody so damn anxious about? Well, I'll it's that mind thing. It's like when we don't, if we go into fear and then we let our mind take over, it just runs rampant and in controls everything. And it shuts us down from that energy that, you know, the heart energy that allows the abundance to come in. Yeah. Um, Thinking about a possible scenario made up by mind based on yeah. the event, and then you will get scared of mm -hmm. like, your mind prediction. Yeah. When I was doing my graduate studies, um, and I'm trying to remember who 
the scientist was that uh, he was a scientist of psychology, of course, but uh, and it was a he. I know that, but um, there were there were many studies done about fear and um, people's reaction to fear and those kind of things. But the conclusion was, I want to say it's over ninety percent. I, that may be high, but I think it was that high. Um, over in this longitudinal study, uh, over ninety percent of what we're afraid of never even comes to pass. That's huge. And <laughs> like, if you listen to Eckhart Tolle, so let's go to the etheric. Um, if uh, you listen to him, and and he says um, all all of our suffering has to do with our thoughts about a thing not about what's actually going on, but we suffer mostly because of what we're thinking. <laughs> and, and I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> because most of the things I've ever been afraid of just have not turned out the way I thought they would and um, usually much better. So, or if I thought something bad was gonna happen and it actually did come along, it wasn't as, as big a deal and I could handle it too. And mm -hmm. so that empowerment, um, over time we become less fearful because we realize our own power it's like okay so the shit hit the fan and i dealt with it so what i really didn't have to be so afraid of it as i was yeah so that is a kind of the choice uh, we are asked to make in a big way like this um september and october but we are making the choice of you know, whether are we going to stick with fear vibration or, you know, of course we are not perfect and we are learning this, right? Because um, 3D earth and the 4D earth is more of fear oriented. And then um, when we are accustomed to this vibration, you know, from getting out of this matrix to the uh, love and the freedom and the frequency of, heart-centered life which is very new instead of mind center right so yeah. um what was your guide saying about um um abundance you were talking about uh something oh the notes i was writing yeah, yeah. well um you know, I wrote a couple things down. Um, so first of all, start to really fall into deep appreciation for what you do have. That's number one. Oh, that's um, what my mentor was talking about yesterday. That's deep appreciation. Into the abundance. Like yeah. that having abundance vibration means appreciate what you already have. Yep. And then the other thing I wrote down, because I sometimes I do automatic writing when they go really fast. Um, so I write it down so I don't forget. But they said, don't forget about the soul plan. Um, some things we are wanting may not be what we need to experience um, in order. Uh, you know, it's not exactly what the soul came here to go through. So in other words, um, we make a soul plan for our life and there's still free will. We um, but there's things that we wish to accomplish within an incarnation. And so sometimes what we think we want and we're asking for, and we're doing the law of attraction and all these other things, and we're going, why isn't this happening? What they were saying to me is that um, it would be contrary. Uh, it's, it's, sometimes what we ask for would be contrary to what our soul's plan is is for us in the sense that it's a lesson we're trying to learn about something. And if we all of a sudden got the keys to the kingdom, we wouldn't go through the steps that we need to go through to have that lesson fully integrated into our, our being. So um, sometimes when, you know, basically what they're saying is sometimes when the answer is no, it's because it's not it, it's not conducive to what you really came here to, to do and experience. Um, so for example, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, if I wanted, um, if, if I wanted, okay, so back in the day, I really wanted to be an artist. Um, as a child, I, you know, I always imagined myself being this great painter. 
And um, my parents really, really discouraged it. They told me how, oh, there's no money in that, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty good at it, but, you know, I didn't go as far as I could. If I had gone down that path, I never would have learned how to be a social worker and to work with people and to, you know, learn all the things that I learned um, and give back to people what I learned for myself and which is kind of my mission. It's like, I just, I learn things and I, I see how they work in my life. And then I just want to pass it on to somebody else so we can help them. Um, and so if I had become, if I had gotten my wish and I had become this amazing artist, um, who knows? I mean, I could have been reclusive. I could have, but I wouldn't do what I was doing then and what I'm doing now, which is working with people, which is actually my real passion. I still love to get my paints out and my free time and, and do that kind of thing. But that wasn't my soul's mission coming here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, what we think we want could come from ego too, not, not coming from your soul or heart. So that's another thing. And what's another um, thing you're guide is talking about well i think just also what we've said earlier is, is is abundance doesn't mean just money so like you know really pay attention to your beliefs about what is abundance and you know super hunt examples in your own life for how you already are abundant you know that's connected to gratitude and that kind of thing but i mean really identify if you have to make a list, write it down on paper, all the things that I have in my life or the states of being or things that I'm grateful for that prove that I'm already abundant, show it to yourself, write it down on paper or talk about it or think about it, whatever way works for you. But um, that, and then what happens when you do that is you automatically get into the feeling and vibration of abundance. And then guess what? your match for it it can't not come to you yeah so um people do talk about i hate when people talk about pollyanna thinking but mm -hmm. i think that's a really great attitude like think like a pollyanna but um when you start counting the blessings you know you have even if you are having a really really challenging time you at least have a five thing you can be really thankful for. But when you do that, don't compare with your friend who has multiple. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Good point. That is that is going to derail you every time. Mm -hmm. We're not keeping people. We're not 5D and going into this new consciousness has nothing to do with keeping up with the Joneses or competition or it's about unity consciousness. It's about helping our brothers and sisters. It's about coming together as as one. But on the way there, you know, like if we can start recognizing what we already have, that's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, because uh, blueprint, I, my guide was talking about blueprint. Because I do follow a certain business coach of myself, and then they are talking about following the blueprint of your coach is really good because he makes five million dollars a year. However, <laughs> your blueprint and his blueprint is different, so you can follow him at a certain extent until you master it. Then, after you master, you need to kind of emulate your own way from there on. Do yeah. you have a certain, like the uh, basic stuff you already built by his way, then you don't have to really um, follow his method to teach. That's what my guide was saying. And then I was kind of like, it made sense to me, but it kind of like, I was like, okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't I don't like the answer because it's kind of easier to follow somebody else's blueprint from the T and then okay, once you follow it, you get there. 
instead of okay you followed so you got a basic now you have to figure it out your own blueprint to conquer it yeah but that's where the heart centered like you were saying earlier that's where that comes in because yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. when yeah. you're when your heart's calling you to do something in a different way um you know we've said this before what a boring world it would be if we all did the same thing i mean we all have our own miss missions here and and our you know yours and my mission are similar but you, we can agree they're not the same and yeah. we have different methods of how we do what we do um and i mean that's what makes life beautiful um uh, the fact that we all do have our unique way of doing things and expressing ourselves and that's so yeah i mean i totally get it what your guys are saying yeah go ahead yeah. and follow the blueprint um and take out of it what applies to you and then you know if there's something in there that doesn't really resonate with you and you go yeah i don't really that's not how i feel like i want to do it then go your own way you know kind of even if your own. like they're saying like um after you grow grow out of it in a way and then it was kind of like a last how many months last maybe three four months they started telling me to go with a flow you know instead mm -hmm. of go with a schedule i was so accustomed to and then that was kind of like okay i have to follow my intuition and go with the flow and be free and then following inspired not, actions right when yeah, you had not, not so solid anything and then you kind of have to trust uncertainty which is kind of like uh, comes into the um, another point yesterday what my mentor was talking about uncertainty so mm -hmm. we, we need to embrace the uncertainty to go into this new territory and a new beginning and the new timelines of what we have never, we did as a starship, but <laughs> you know, as a human being, we never ever experienced it before, which is more like abundance, new earth timeline. And then there is an uncertainty, yeah. you know? Yeah, oh yeah. It's not like we've been there before, yeah, it's not like we were watching a movie and we skipped to the end and we found out what the whole thing was about. We're in the movie we're, yeah. and we're creating it as we go. Yeah. It wouldn't be any fun if we knew how it ended. I mean, what would be the point of incarnating? It's like, well, if we already know how it's all going to turn out, I mean, it'd be more comfortable, but it'd be boring as hell. And what's the point? You know, you were talking about that going in the flow and it reminded me of um, a recent cryon uh video i was listening to uh lee carroll uh channels cryon and he said something that made so much sense to me i hope it does to you guys too he says some um, you know you get an inspiration how do you know when is the time to act no and i was like oh i gotta hear this because i've had that question so many times you know like i've been doing this quantum healing thing for some time now and it, and i haven't like gone fully into it yet and i keep going when's the right time when's the right time when do i i just keep hearing from my guys wait wait it's not time yet you don't want to manifest something you know of this magnitude in the energy that you're in now you want to wait until you're in your next place so i've been waiting but crayon said uh, a metaphor which i think is helpful he says some um, so you you make the reservation you you put your intention out there you, you plan on doing this thing this whatever it is you're called to do and you're excited about it so naturally and so you think you've bought your ticket to the train you get to the station and the train isn't there yet and a lot of people will immediately go well i did it wrong or uh I must have been wrong about this or I screwed it up or something like that. What if it is just a matter of the train isn't the train isn't there yet, but it's coming, right? And when it gets to the station, you're gonna know it's there and you've got your ticket already, you're ready to go. So you get on it because it's there. You can't get on a train that isn't there yet. So what I'm saying is like if in your soul plan, if all these 
Yes, you had the inspiration to do it because that's what your soul was telling you to do. Now we just have to wait a little while for that manifestation of it to see it in the material world because it's divine timing, right? It's not going to happen one minute before it's supposed to. And so people might get really frustrated with me about that concept because I've talked about it before in sessions with people. And, um, well, why isn't it now? Why isn't now the right time? I, I did all the work I was supposed to do. I invested my money. I took the course. I did the steps. I do my 2000 prayers a day. I've done all the things they've told me to do. Why isn't it happening? <laughs> and, you know, the only thing I can say is it's, it's not time yet, but don't give up on it. If your heart really tells you it's what you want to do and you really have invested all this intention and action and whatever else you've invested into it, then maybe you just need to be patient a little bit longer. And also when, uh, while, you know, someone like me who wants to get everything as timely as possible, you know, you can ask your guide, um, you know, your team to give you next step. So they're going to give you the bite size step. So you feel like, okay, you're not going to be just waiting. You have something to do while you are some big stuff going to be manifesting. Yeah. Right? So they're going to give you some kind of bite step actions. So, you know, and it's always off. a good idea to do what you like in between, you know, while you're waiting for this big thing to come that you think, okay, I'm really going to be happy when this finally happens while you're waiting you know, yeah, keep doing the bite-sized steps, but, uh, you know, do some other things that bring you joy, you know, gardening, painting, fishing, hunting, you know, you know what I'm getting at, like do something else also, whatever it is that brings you joy while you're waiting, because then you also take the pressure off of it too. We can cause resistance if we put too much pressure on an outcome. Yeah. Plus, uh, waiting energy is never um, good because if you wait, you're going to be in the energy of waiting. So, like, the best way is to focus on now and do bite-sized step, step, stuff, whatever that is. So, eventually, you want to get to the place wherever you want to be and that's like um, probably a good idea, especially like in the relationship, waiting is never a good idea, you know, mm. <laughs> in the twin frame too. So, um, and the plus like energetically, it's not just me. I did hear from the same thing from, it could be my mentor, but could be somebody else. But when you are uh, having this, vibration of waiting like you're going to create some waiting like stagnation kind of vibration mm -hmm. instead of like um moving forward mm -hmm. so being in the vibration is one thing but a lot of us are still like doing action so like while we are we have this goal whatever that is and then when we are being very careful about um, observing what the next step is given by guide. And then next step wouldn't be anything like uh, logically makes sense because they tell you to go to Paris. You want to go to Texas, but they tell you to go to Paris first. And then, <laughs> then Germany. But you feel like, okay, I want to go to Austin. Why are you asking me to go to Paris? But when you get this you know um, instruction to go to Paris you do that step first you know unless you really really don't want to you know but you feel like you do that and then just have trust like trust your guided and then so when especially when you're going through uncertainty time of uncertainty like many of us are experiencing right now um go with baby steps of whatever the steps you're given and having trust you get there but yeah. the choice is 
they are saying choices you need to make right now. So let's say you make a choice of, okay, I'm choosing this um, timeline of 5D, love, um, freedom, abundance, abundance, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. So you decide that. And then next thing you want to ask is, okay, how can you, you won't, you won't make it happen tomorrow, but how can you start walking toward that goal? What's the next step, next bite-sized step you can do on your own? Yeah. That could be something you're going to stop watching news or watching, stop watching alternative truth news or whatever that is, right? So you can do that, but you have to set the intention first. So that will be kind of like shifting you toward a certain timeline. Yeah, no fear. I mean, if we had to make it real succinct, any, you know, what you're guided to do, like you said, you know, I thought I was going to Austin, but I'm being, I'm feeling like I need to go to Paris. Well, I'm going to Paris, you know, not give yourself 500 reasons why you should be worried about that or fearful and, you know, go with that inner guidance, but everything, like you said, baby steps, if you just start with turning off all news and staying in your own focal point, that's the biggest step you can take towards getting out of fear and choosing that 5D timeline rather than the fear and destruction timeline. Because yeah, I don't think anybody's going to have a good outcome if that's the case. Yeah, and then do, do something you get really excited about. Um, you know, uh, before we go on to share um, our last tips, like I'm writing my second book called Stashi the Alchemist. And then I wasn't really keeping keep, keeping on my word of I'm going to write this book for two months. So I finally decided to do that. But anyhow, um, I don't decide when to write this book. When I feel inspired, I write it. So since I had the, my mentor's webinar yesterday, and she was talking about abundance, and I was like, okay, um, I better talk about that topic. I didn't decide the chapter, next chapter, but I just, because of that, now I have a new chapter to write about. Mm -hmm. then that's almost like you can construct, it's a book, but you can construct something with a flow instead of, okay, you're gonna have this rigid structure of chapter one is this and the chapter five is that. That's an old way of the matrix. But yeah, you have to have an outline and then follow it to the T, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I think and that's why a lot of writers drink a lot. Yeah. So new outline is more like the flow. See what you are experiencing outside of writing. And then what you feel like getting inspired to write about because of your own experience of whatever the stuff you are encountering right yeah yeah so I um, agree. do you have any last tips for our audience for them to make the better choice of this true choice yes last tip uh, i'm gonna make this very uh as concise as i can but we're moving the only difference from 3D to 5D, in my opinion, and 4D is just the transition uh, dimension, you know, where you do all the questioning, the dark night of soul and everything. But the difference between 3D and 5D is 3D believes in duality, separation, that we're not uh, part of each other and we're not part of God. And so there's wars and competition and fighting and fear and control and all those things that um you know make us upset and scared and angry 5d is the understanding that we are all one we all come from source or prime creator and that we're just so much happier so much more abundant so much more love when we're working together and um, honoring each other so 
that's my opinion and my last tip um, of conceptualizing what is the difference. So if we can drop the fear and start moving into the heart space, go into love, generosity, compassion, um, cooperation, then that's when the abundance is going to flow because um, you can't go to 5D and not have abundance. That's just, it's not possible. Make the choice. Drop yeah. the fear. Yeah. So 3D is a victim consciousness world. And then 5D is empowered kind of world. So mm -hmm. whenever you make a choice or how you decide to vibrate, right? Or feel the emotion or whatever the thing you are facing in your life, you want to ask your question, are you being a victim right now? Are you thinking like a victim? Are you thinking like a victim? So you feel like, okay, I can fight. I'm not saying go fight, but I'm saying you cannot stick to your truth because I have no power. Mm -hmm. I cannot stick to my truth because um, certain group is too big for yourself. But 5D consciousness is empowerment. It means you know each of you a creator. You are creating this matrix. You are creating this hologram. So once you drop your victim consciousness and you are realizing you are the creator, you can start making the conscious choice of what kind of world you're creating and what kind of choice you're making in everyday basis. Mm -hmm. And that's and then when you make the choice from your heart centered and trust that uh, it will guide you to the highest timeline mm -hmm. and that's what i want to share yeah that's really awesome great that's awesome awesome so next week sue and i are gonna talk about some other topic <laughs> so Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. So next week, Sue and I are going to bring more interesting episodes. See you guys next week. Bye.